up, guys? Welcome to the Dual Shocker Shotcast, episode 181. And tonight, it's the Tony and George show. What's yeah. up, man? <laughs> we're, we're, I have to, we have to give ourselves a pat on the back, just because we are podcasting during a hurricane. Yes, yes, we are. I mean, we're not inside a hurricane, but we're in our homes during a hurricane, so I feel we deserve some sort of medal or just an achievement of some sort. Or people yeah. get like, good on you, like... I feel like we're like the fireman equivalent to games journalists. We're 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 doing it, man. We're doing it. and the day before Fourth of July, we should technically be off today, but nope, we're here for you guys. Actually, you're hearing this on the Fourth of July, so Happy American Independence Day if you're an American, yay, and all that jazz. Uh, at this point, when you're hearing this, George and I are probably extremely drunk. Oh no, yeah, I'm I'm kind of drunk already, and that's okay. So even perfect, you're getting a head start. <laughs> I need a good baseline for everything. Exactly. All right. Um, I will read off the new game releases while George gets his uh, fucking, you know, I'm 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 gone. What the hell is this called? The overlay. Get that shit up, man. Oh, true. <laughs> you just started the show. Like, all right, man. Whatever. Let's do it. Whatever. Yeah, George and I were talking about this. We kind of just like to wing shit. You know, it works best for us. All right, so this is obviously July. Oh, yeah, we're in July already. How crazy is that? All right, so these are the new releases for the week of June 29th through July 6th, the year of Vega from Street Fighter. All right, we got... Wait, what? Okay, Vanish. I thought it said Vanquish. I'm like, wait a minute. That game I will play that game again. Is that game coming out again? I will play the hell out of Vanquish. I love Vanquish, dude. The guy <laughs> smokes a cigarette inside his helmet, and then... The, oh, great game. <laughs> I love it. Great it's hell, a great game. All right, so Vanish is for the PC, Mac, and Linux. Uh, Divinity, Original Sin for PC and Mac. I'm an idiot. I'm trying to read the like actual logo of it. I'm like, dude, it says it right there under the picture. Um, that's for PC and Mac. I don't know what kind of game that is. Uh, Guacamelee Super Turbo. It's actually not bad. I'm hearing good things about it. Oh, cool. Um, Guacamelee Super Turbo Championship Edition. That's an obvious reference to Street Fighter right there. And it's um, free on Xbox One. Very cool. Um, okay, so... What's so special, Super Ultra Mega, about this version? I think it's got like all the bonus DLC stuff that was on the uh, the handhelds and the PC versions. So, okay, is this a retail version? Yeah, this is like the legit retail. Well, it's uh, I know it's downloadable. I know that much. Mm-hmm. But this has already come out on PC and Vita, and there've been some bonus stages and stuff. So we're we're getting that. So think of it. Cool. It's like a game of the year version for it. All right. So yeah, that's coming out for PS4, Xbox One, Wii U, and Xbox GS. Right on. Remember, um, Child of Light for the PS Vita. Do, do we need to say anything more about that game? It's fucking awesome. Check hey, it out on Vita. You guys like it. Yeah. It's on my, it's on you gotta my, play it, dude. You gotta play it. It's really good. It's on my backlog and means I will probably never play it. Oh, man. <laughs> we can be honest with each other. It means I'm never gonna play Child of Light. It's just... mm-hmm. that, that's the sad thing. is It's like, oh yeah, I have these games on my backlog. And it's like, I'm probably not gonna play like maybe 75% of these fucking games. Because they were sad. replaced by games I bought on Steam. So. Yeah. That shit. Well, yeah, that we could talk about that in a bit because that ended this week, didn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Very cool. I want to know what you eventually pick. Actually, no, you didn't pick up too much because you already had most of those games, right? Yeah. I, there's a lot of games that they always put on sale, like the XCOM games. You know, like 2K games are always on sale. Yeah. It's just a matter of when you when you when you ready to cave in. But I did a Far Cry 3, the whole like the Far Cry bundle. So I got Far Cry 3, Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, Far Cry, and Far Cry 2. So very like, nice. Very nice. All right. Uh. Yeah, um, I gotta I gotta play some of those. Um, okay, Constant C for the PS3. Um, here you go, George. Dynasty Warriors Gundam Reborn. Yeah, I know we there's a review code floating around for it, but I think it's only on uh, P- 
PS3, and I'm like, ah, I got rid of my PS3 for my PS4. I upgraded. I'm not looking back. So if this stuff just exclusive to 360 and PS3, they can stay there. I don't. I'm I'm, I'm looking towards the future, man. Always move forward. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, that one. I'm like, somebody take that. I don't want to play this because <laughs> I I, I don't like those fun, games. Though. It's just you're you're a Gundam and you're heat sabering people in the fucking face. <laughs> All right, we got Puddle for the PS4, okay. Age of Zombies for the Ouya. There you go, Ouya fans. You get a game. Uh, Squid's Odyssey for the 3DS. Armadillo for the Wii U. Armillo. Armillo? Oh, Armadillo. Why did I say Armadillo? I don't know. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> somebody would have been, you know, if you didn't correct me, like, Armadillo, what the fuck is that? I want to buy that game. Tony. That's not <laughs> Armadillo. I am an asshole. Um. It would be cool if it was an armadillo, though. It's some sort of... I don't know what kind of creature that is. I don't know what that... I'm looking at this... <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, Mysterious Stars, a fairy tale for the DS. For the DS. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't... Okay, I thought it was all three DS games now. Um, Bombing Bastards for the Wii U. Awesome name. Karaoke Joy Sound for the... What the hell? WSHP. Wii Shop. Okay, thank you for telling me. I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> uh, Mario Tennis Power Tour for the Wii U and Bike Rider DX2 Galaxy for the 3DS. Ooh. So that karaoke game, I actually just clicked on it and looked at more information. So you can buy like a 24-hour ticket for like 500 Wii points that will give you access to over 1,000 songs. Oh, so basically, so if you're having people over and you want to do karaoke, you would pick this guy up, pay for a day pass because it's normally 30 songs on the disc. Yeah. And for the day pass, you have access to a thousand songs, so you, so you guys can. Argue. That's something I actually was hoping, like Rockstar game, you know, the uh, the Rock Band games would do. Yeah, that actually makes sense, you know. Back, back when like instruments in your room was like a thing, and now like I now I could not imagine just bringing more drum kits and guitars and microphones in my bedroom again. It's like <laughs> nope, nope, never happening. But eh, you know, I like karaoke's probably the next, that that'll probably be like what'll stick around because it's only a microphone and. There's very little setup for that. But, yeah, I think those day passes work really well for getting uh, that kind of content. Or you can do a 30-day ticket. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. How many of those um, plastic guitars and drums did you actually end up with? I I, I want to say I've probably had, like, 10. Jeez. Because, you know, because um, my brothers were – one brother was a big Guitar Hero fan, so he would have, like, four guitars, so we would do, like, four-player against each other or some nonsense like that. And then we had the rock band guitar. So and then whenever a new rock band would come out, we would just buy the bundle all over again. So we would just use these new guitars and then just toss the other ones in the garage. And then more stuff would come out where it's like, oh, Beatles rock band, might as well get the one with the with the Paul McCartney bass. So now we have another guitar. And, and then every once in a while, you just go to a place like GameStop have a sale. It's like five dollar guitars. I'm like, all right, just pick a couple just in case we lose them. You know, <laughs> just in wireless case, ones oh, and like wired ones, and just, um, it was an absolute nightmare. But I was so happy when I was able to like get rid of them. Like just, I didn't even sell. I just gave them away. Just yeah. Them. I was about to say like, what'd you do? You didn't sell them, obviously. No, you know, no. I kept buying those fucking things. I think what we ended up doing was keeping like the two ones that weren't like flimsy, and one of the drum kits, and and the microphone is a USB mic, which you can get anywhere. So we just got rid of everything and just said, here, little child, make music. <laughs> you made sure you gave away the ones that you didn't destroy when you were drunk, right? And yeah, just yeah. <laughs> throw against the wall. I'm all about that. Oh, man. All right, and we got a couple of reviews that we did, you and I specifically. So I did a review for Battle Princess of Arcadia. It's one of those weirdo little Japanese games. Um, I actually... 
Yeah, I mean, I didn't give it a bad review, and like, cause you know, it was a weird thing. When I played the game, I'm like, eh, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. I played a little bit more. Like, man, it's kind of cool. And then I started writing the review, and you know, when you write a review, you got to pick everything out. I'm like, you know, this game is actually not that bad if you're into this stuff. And then I found out the price was like thirty dollars. I'm like, shit, that's perfect. You know, it's a little downloadable game. It's like, that's great. You know, I mean, if you're into those kind of, I don't know, I would say if you're into those kind of games, but it's not one of those kind of games. It's like an RPG and a hack and slash game mixed in one with like heavy Japanese influences. So I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty very, sure. Uh, you said it was very reminiscent of like a Dragon's Crown or maybe like an Odin Sphere or something. You know, yeah, it's. I would say it's like a, like I guess like a lighter version of those games. You know, it's not as robust as those, but yeah, I guess you could say that. And it even had some elements of Dragon Force, not the band, the video game Dragon Force. Like when you actually like had all your troops and stuff. You're the only person that ever says like whenever the word Dragon Force is mentioned, you're like, no, 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 not the band. I was like, yeah, we were clear, it wasn't the band. Like no, because I mean, you know, there's some kids out there like 20, like. The, the band, right? With the no, no, it's not them. The, the the video game, Dragon Space Force, not Dragon Force, one word. Um, so yeah, that was a fun game for the Saturn. I'm surprised uh, they never brought that back. I don't know if you, have you ever played that. I I love Dragon Force. Uh, nice I was a Saturn guy as a kid. So great, great, and uh, so yeah, you know, it's a cool game. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it to like guys that only want those big crazy AAA games, but it's cool. And uh, you reviewed. I saw this in the drafts. I'm like. What the fuck is he like? What is spoiler alert? I'm like, I never even heard of this. I'm like, I'm like, is this a, a, a editorial or a review? I don't know what's happening here. I'm reviewing just people spoiler alerts. For That's stuff. what I thought. Yeah, I, did, I, I didn't know what's spoiler happening. Alert. I just totally saw that coming. Uh, no, it's this cute little uh, endless runner platformer that came out on Steam, and then it's also coming out on iOS and Android. Um, it was neat. Uh, it, it's a it's a fast little. It's basically a game you play in reverse. So as the game starts, you're at the end of the game. The final boss is beaten. You save the tomato princess or potato princess. Yeah, brilliant. And, and then from that point on, you play it backwards. So your guys running backwards, and the idea is you have to play the game the way it was played through. Except you don't know how the person previous played it. So you kind of have to use context clues, and the levels are like really like 10, 15 second spurts that are. Oh, there's clearly a dead guy here. So you have to jump on... Since you're going backwards, you got to jump on him so he comes back to life. But if they see you guys are already alive, you have to jump over him because the previous player didn't kill him. So if you do it, it's a time paradox game over. You have to start again. Oh, man. And the same thing happens with, like, the coins. You see, like, silhouettes of, like, coins that were clearly picked up on the way through, so you have to almost put them back. So a lot of them is just, like, uncollecting and reviving opponents. And it gets really trippy later on, especially when you're trying to navigate certain jumps and, like... Oh, wow, he only picked up... Like, you know in Mario, you have, like, a coin, a coin, a coin? Yeah. There's some levels where it's, like, for whatever reason, only the coin in the middle was picked up. So it's like, why would he even do that? Like, <laughs> I just pissed off. Like, who would play this the other way this wrong? But uh, really cool, and there's a neat little, like, level editor that you can put up, and that was a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, I think the biggest problem was, like, there was just some weird... Uh, the weirdness in, like, the jumps. You'd have very little control on how far you can jump. It wasn't like a Mario game where, if, like, if you hit it softly, you'd do a little baby hop. All the, all the all the jumps were just these very long kind of jumps. So when you start getting into, like, oh, here's a platform and spikes and a bad guy, you kind of have to start thinking about it as the level begins just because you do these really long, arcing jumps that you have no control. Yeah. And the thing is, you can't control the direction of your character. He's just going in reverse. So the only movement control you have is just jumping. So it's not like you can stop them in midair or anything. You just have to kind of keep going. And, but no, it was a lot of fun. And like, I beat it in a couple. You know, you go through it in a couple of hours. It's on sale for like eight bucks right now on Steam. So 
I don't know, those I kind of dig those cute little games where it's just like, oh, you can play that in an airport if you have it on your iPad or something, and then you kind of forget about it. Like, am I ever going to play it again? Probably not, but it was still pretty fun. Yeah, you had fun with it. That's all. I and the art style was super goofy. It, it, it reminded me of just like random locations, like Adventure Time, and like the bosses are the, the boss fights are really interesting because you have to like beat them in reverse. <laughs> so it's like you see the boss is already hurt, and you have to jump on him and then go around. It's it it, it it was it's interesting. Like it was a cute little gimmick that like you and you're you're playing to see like what other goofy level design is there. Like there's like a there's a, there was like a mariachi theme level which was super adorable, and they just <laughs> guys and like sombreros. But I don't know. I dug it. But yeah, check it out. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I like that. If like when you start talking, about it, I thought it was kind of like Braid because you know how that game is kind of a little bit in reverse too. But yeah, it's yeah. like it really takes that whole reverse thing and really just takes it to its yeah, like it's all, it's all reverse. It's all reverse, and and it's like endless runner where you just have no control of the movement. It's just like jump, 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 jump. But yeah, my my biggest problem was that that jump didn't feel that awesome. So it was a lot of like trial and error, and just like if you're not hitting that pixel perfect jump, you got to start over again. Yeah. Thankfully, the levels are literally only like 10 seconds long each, so it's like four worlds and 30 stages each, but each stage is like 30, you know, 15 seconds, so. Yeah, that actually makes sense, you know, for that type of game. And, by the way, kids, Pee-wee's word of the day is uncollecting. (laughs) I like that. All right, so let's get into it. So somebody wrote a certain editorial which sparked a lot of controversy. It's like, come on, man, really? Um, basically, I, I want to say it fostered more discussion than it did controversy because I feel at the end of the 150 comments, <laughs> I feel like people just sort of came around and like I saw some like some evolution in thinking in people as the as comments were shooting back and forth and even I learned something, you learned something. It was mm-hmm. it was almost like a beautiful thing that happened and you rarely ever see that in an internet forum and I was just like. I, I think you even posted at the very end. I was like, I'm actually kind of really happy at like the, the level of maturity that people were just. Yeah, there was some craziness going on. If, um, we should probably talk about what we're actually. We should probably mention what we're actually talking about. Okay, so yeah, basically earlier this week, uh, Bioware released a, a new character profile for a character called Dorian, who will be in Dragon Age Inquisition. And now, I s- weeks, uh, like you know, here's a new character. Here's mm-hmm. like. Bullet notes about this guy. They did Iron Bull. They just did uh, Liliana. Yeah, Liliana. Um, the spirit. Um, I think his name was. So yeah, um, they have all these guys. So I remember seeing him um during E3 during the the thing, and I, and the thing that stood out to me was he's from the he's from the Tenvinter Imperium, and he's one of the like the you know, mages from there. Like we had um. Fenris, he was from there, but he was a slave. I'm like, hold on, wait, wait. He's from the Tevinter Imperium. To me, that's interesting because if you know Dragon Age, the it's major... Referenced, it's referenced a lot, but yeah. you never really go there. Exactly. It's one of those things. Like, basically, the mages in, in the world are... They're shunned. You can think of mages as mutants. They're born with these abilities, and the world hates them, and they lock them away in towers. The Tevinter Imperium, the mages are the guys that run the show because when the world converted to the new religion... They had already already like been in no, nobility and power. So when they were like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna lock you up in towers," it's like, "Nah, that's not gonna happen. Here's some money." <laughs> so I'm like, "Okay, that's cool. This is great. That's not what people are talking about. They were talking about his um his sexual preference. He's gay. He's the first. And I hate and George, you were right. I hated that term. The first fully gay character. I'm like, yeah. And it was funny because I made that comment before, and then someone wrote uh, who, uh there was someone who wrote like a rebuttal to. Or like a reaction to your editorial, and mentioned my comment there about like, and to yeah, me, that I was came, my friend Jonathan. Yeah, I'll talk yeah, about him. It, in a bit, it yeah. was so funny because I left there. And I actually learned something. Going, oh, okay, because to me, and and I do this from like maybe like a because you know I'm a marketing guy, so I came from like a marketing standpoint. 
And when they said fully gay, for whatever reason, that phrase just did not sit right with me because that just means he's just gay then, right? Like to me, yeah, that's what I mean. He's just gay. Yeah. Like he, I, he, to me, saying he was fully gay was saying a car was fully loaded. Like it was, just, it was just a feature. And then you know, your and then your buddy explained to me, he's like, no, no, he goes, that's 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 a totally okay term in our community. I was like, oh, okay. I'm just saying, on paper, it just looked funny and. But that was really hilarious. But it's like, oh, look at that. I learned something. Who yeah, knew I learned something on a message board? Exactly. But that, that's what happened. So I, I read this. I'm like, because I got really upset. I'm like, wait, I want to talk about the, 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 the Venture Imperium. I don't want to talk about this guy's sexuality. I got so mad. I was like, what am I going to do with all this anger? I'm like, calm down, Tony. Let's actually do something constructive here. Let's write a editorial about this, about how people are still still in this day and age, they still get upset over it. But I'm like, let me do this the smart way. So I got, I got my friend um, Jonathan Gibbs, he's from 2DX.com, my friend Emily, who's from Max Level, and um, Ryan um, Bates, he's from Game Revolution, they're all gay. I'm like, let me get my gay friends so they can help me with this. It was more, they mostly helped me with the terminology, like you said, like, I didn't know fully gay was acceptable, and, you know, the, the whole thing, because I thought it was just LGBT, it, there's a Q in, at the end of it, now, I didn't know that, so they helped me with some of the terminology, but mostly they actually helped me with the lore of the game, because they're all big Dragon Age fans, too, so they kind of helped me put it together, and... And during the process, I'm like, oh, I'm really learning some stuff. So I throw it up there. And, dude, I've never seen this before. Like, I'll throw it up there. I'm looking at the comments. You see people writing as it's, like, there. I'm like, whoa, this is interesting. This thing's been up for less than five minutes, and there's already ten comments now. Most of them were from a guest um, who clearly doesn't like, um, you know, gays being put into video games. He was very upset about it. But he was actually civil about it. He wasn't really name-calling or anything. So, like, he was like, oh, I hope you guys don't ban me. I'm like, why would you be banned? You're uh, actually... And I mentioned that in the comments. I'm like, we're never going to ban you for having an opinion, but yeah. if you throw out a very unpopular opinion, like gays brought down the Roman Empire, then don't be surprised when people jump down your throat because that's clearly wrong and misinformation. But, no, I think every I think people, for the most part, were civil. I mean, yeah, there was some name-calling, but, like, we didn't have to step in, which is super hilarious because uh, there was one... Uh, Giuseppe posted something about uh, the cloud, the, the Xbox One cloud in Japan, and that turned into a fucking free-for-all. Oh, my God. And the yeah. funny part, these are the same exact people who were just so mature and level-headed in this conversation yesterday just went back to just rare form of just... 300 comments like, you're a fucking idiot, you don't know anything about the cloud, you know what servers are, huh, lag, huh, and I was like, oh my god, like, I, I was like, nope, I was like, Giuseppe's got this, he can, he can, he can corral this, I think, but. Yeah, exactly, but, and you were the one that actually pointed that out to me, because I was just like, what the hell's going on in this comment section, and you're like, hey, you guys realize that they're actually having a pretty civil discourse here, I'm looking at, I'm like, you know what, that, you're damn right about that, they really are, aren't they, like, people disagree with each other. One of the only few moments I was super proud of our community, and I was like, look at them, like, look, they're, 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 like, growing up in front of our eyes, and then, <laughs> yeah, and then, oh, like, oh my god, what happened? <laughs> I posted a story today about the collector's edition of Far Cry 4, it was just about the collector's edition, people were going crazy in there, talking about graphics, and next gen, and last year, I'm like, why, what's going on, like, what happened to what happened yesterday, guys? We just lost all this. It's a message. I mean, it's a message, but it happens. Yeah. That's, you know, but um, I guess, I don't know, I guess what people were upset about is, like, some people felt like, oh, but there's gays and everything. I'm like, because gays exist and, because gays is, you know, there's gay people everywhere. That, yeah. That happens. It's it's okay now where they don't have to hide who they are, and, like, it's going to be in popular media because that's reflective of our culture. And it's like, you kind of have to be, you know, tolerance is not a bad thing, or... 
yeah, it was some weird... It, 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 people had some really weird reasons into why they were not happy with this character being gay. Yeah, like they felt that um, Bioware did this on purpose for the purposes of marketing and getting the game, you know, like selling more copies. They they created controversy on purpose. That's what some people were saying. Which, which is not true because Bioware has always had like gay bisexual characters in their games. It's just They've just been super open about it. And, and it's because, you know... The people writing, you know, the guy who's wrote, who's who's writing uh, Dragon Age is a gay guy. Yeah, David Gator. Yeah, he's a gay guy. So yeah. And the interesting thing is, when you have diverse people in the inter- in industry creating things, you're going to be exposed to just different characters, personalities, storylines, situations, and that's not a bad thing. Because, and I, Rami Ishmael, the guy who makes uh, Nuclear Throne and Ridiculous Fishing, wrote, a, uh, or he, at least on his Facebook, linked this amazing editorial called that no one is taking away your shitty games. Okay, you know, explain meaning, that one. If, if meaning if you're if you're if you're sick for whatever reason of like, man, I don't like being force fed this diversity. It's like, listen, there's always gonna be a game where you just have the generic white guy fighting a million Nazis or you know, just yeah. punch alien in the face. Like those games are always exist. And the thing is if 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 really if Dorian being gay really makes you that uncomfortable, you do not have to play Dragon Age. There there'll be a plenty of other mediocre RPGs that do not have diverse cast or personality that you can play. So go, you know, go right up. Those games will exist, unfortunately. And, yeah, and it's not because the people who make them. It's just because, you know, you write what you know. Like, if you if you are a straight white man, you're going to write things from your perspective. Even if you are writing, like, a fantasy world, you're still using your own real-life experiences or your interactions with people, and that's, you know, that's, that's how things get created. People write what you know. So, yeah, it's good when, like, you know, women and you know, people are trying to get women in, in the industry to create and program and stuff like that. Because you know what, you get some really interesting, you get some really cool things coming out of there. Like you know, Kim Swift and like Conundrum Theory and like, come on guys, let's we can yeah, do it. Come exactly, on. Quantum Conundrum. <laughs> um, so yeah, but, but um, the the whole thing Wait, was what like, did I say? Quantum. What is it? Yeah. Quantum Theory. I'm like, that's a that's just a, that's just a thing. I just I just said a thing. <laughs> yeah, you said it. Yeah, you said Quantum Theory. But yeah, it was basically like I'm surprised that in 2014, um, this is still an issue. But then again, it's reflective of our society. I mean, remember when Ellen Page came out earlier this year? Everybody went fucking crazy. I'm like, how is somebody coming out of the closet still a big deal? It's 2014. Who cares? But but here's the thing. I always think about, like, the way me and you were raised. We we grew up in very diverse neighborhoods where, like, people from different walks of life just – at young age, we were just exposed to that. So, like, nothing really jumps out at me. It's like, well, that's weird. I'm uncomfortable. And that's basically what's the problem is people are just uncomfortable and then – or they don't understand, and when they don't understand, they're just kind of terrified and don't want anything to do with it. And I think you're 100% right about that. Um, I actually thought about that last time. I'm like, is it the fact that I was raised in New York? Is that why I'm just so, like, basically, if you live, I'm, I'm not trying to generalize here, but if you live somewhere in the Midwest, you may not know very many black people or Asians or, you know, people of other kinds of persuasions. So the only thing you know about them is basically just stereotypes you see on TV. Yeah, exactly. So, so the point I was trying to make, we, we want to make this better. So, you know, when you are playing a popular media, it's just like, hey, you know what? Not not every gay guy puts pink on and dances the flinga. Like, no, that's not how it works. It's just people are different. That's that's a beautiful thing. And I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I think people don't be so, I don't know, don't be so uptight or it's like, you know, play Dragon Age. And you know what? You don't have to put them in your party. If you're that really outraged about them, you, you can rotate them out. Like, you know, you'll have a ton of party members. He doesn't have to be there, which which is a shame because he actually seems like a cool guy and a 
the Tevinter mages are kind of badass, and that's dude. He is the guy I'm going to talk to the most. I'm like, I want to know more about where you came from. You interest me. I want to know it's all about the Tevinter. It's always been super vague, especially in like Dragon Age Origins, where you're just kind of dealing with people. Who's like, yeah, I was a slave, and those guys are assholes. I'm like, I kind of want to meet these assholes. Kind of like yeah. later on when we went to Orlay, and it's just like, oh, the Elysians are kind of cool, like. Because it's such yeah. a big role that they have in the Thetis. And but, like, yeah, but the interesting thing about the Tenventers are, remember, they were essentially the Roman Empire. They're always there, even in the background, in the ruins and everything. They're there, so I want to know more about these guys. That's what I wanted the conversation to be about, but unfortunately, you know, it wasn't about that. It's about this instead. And that's the other thing I wanted to bring up, basically. Um, do you think, um, you know, how do you think we gamers, you know, or community handles these sorts of issues? And I'm not just talking about gays. I'm talking about Every other time, because it always seems to me like we're two steps behind wherever pop well, culture is. Well, here's the thing: video games is just coming out of their infancy. Like when you think about like movies, books, like movies have been around a hundred years. Books have been around forever. Like video games is kind of like a fairly new thing, and we're just getting past this where it's becoming a storytelling tool. Where yeah. you know becoming a form of popular media to the point where it's no longer just these two paddles shooting a ball at each other. It's like you can sit there and you know you can you can play a game like Spec Ops: The Line that talks about the moral issues of using phosphorus gas. Like, who knew that could be in a video game? Like, you didn't. Like, these are the kind of things that are. It's still fairly new. Like, are we gonna get some things wrong? Are we gonna use stereotypes? Yeah, because you know what? It's it's still a new thing. We we still kind of don't know what we're doing, but it's getting there. Yeah, and, I agree with you on that. It is getting there. Yeah. And the way it's only gonna get better is that we we start like promoting and just start encouraging. You know, just more diversity in the industry. And we're starting to see that, especially with, like, you know, to make a video game now, you no longer need to have extensive programming knowledge or be in school for 10 years. You can literally just grab an RPG maker and just try it. So yeah. I think, for, and for that, and just the that cost, that barrier to entry is so low now, like, anyone can try to make a game, which is amazing. Like, you don't, you no longer have to move to California or find some really shitty, like, you know, like, gaming developing enclave that's only like 12 guys that stay super secret in the house and just do that. Like, no, you can you can go to a place like MAGFest. You can go to a place like uh, like PAX or, or Microsoft always has uh, indie kind of events where you can come in and you go to indie workshops for free it's, or for like 100 bucks. Like, that's that's really cool. So we're, 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 we're going to get there. But it's like, yeah, and someone mentioned it's like, yeah, the game industry is always like, two steps behind when everyone else is moving forward. And it's like, that's because we're still babies, like, and we're still learning. And it's like, I would say video games is kind of in, it's it's hitting its puberty at this moment. Because when you think about when you were a teenager, you probably said and done some really stupid things. Oh, my God. Things I'm glad like, that Twitter and social media did not exist when no, I was a kid. Exactly. Cause, uh, yeah, because it's like, you know what, you, you probably said something racist or sexist or homophobic and not even knew it at the time. And I think, and I feel like that's maybe what's going on with a lot of games right now, which is like, I don't think there's any malicious intent or like, I don't think when Final Fantasy VII came out and Barrett was just a monster stereotype of just Mr. T and just like, like, no, like, and I don't think the Japanese did it on purpose, just like, well, we don't really know any black people, we watch a lot of TV, right, this is, this is what black people do, right, they curse and, like, have mohawks, and like, no, that's not, uh, we see what you were trying to do, but no, like, yeah, no, that's not how it is, stop putting everyone in afros now, like, I'm gonna surprise when I saw, Z uh, was, uh, the guy in Final Fantasy XIII, uh, Zaz, the guy with the chocobo in his hair, mm -hmm. who's that guy? We lost Tony. So I'm just gonna rap for a bit. So, hip hop, you don't stop. Hip hop, you don't. Sorry stop. about that. Um, that was. Mm, I tell people I'm recording 
and they just bust into the room. Oh, okay. podcast! What's wrong with you? God. Anyway, um, so yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, um, Jesus, I lost my train of thought. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I can't edit that either. Don't worry, yeah. I did some, uh, some hip-hop. You don't stop. So like, okay, that's good. That, that's no, good. I, I heard it all. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, you're right about that. And I, I actually brought up Japan, too, because uh, some of their, you know, depictions of gays is like, whoa, man. Like, really, like, Choaniki. Have, have you seen this game, man? No. That's one of the, you know, whoo. And Ultimate Gay Fighter, that's not a Japanese game, but it's like, wow. Yeah, well, that's supposed to be, like, satirical, but... The thing is, sat- I get satire and I respect satire, but sometimes just the satire isn't funny. Yeah, exactly. That'll happen. That, that, that's not a big deal. I'm, I'm a big effort of just someone trying. But... Yeah, that's true. But I, I think you're right. We're, we are slowly getting there. It's just little baby steps. It's funny uh, you bring up the puberty thing because uh, my friend Ryan, who helped me with this, he actually specifically said, he's like, yeah, we're at that stage where our balls are just dropping. <laughs> so, yeah, we still got a little bit to learn. But, yeah, given the you know discourse that we saw in that thread, I think we're getting there slowly, but we're getting there. And that's, that gives me hope. You know, yeah. and 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 there, and there and there better things to fight about like 1080p and 60 frames per second. Yeah. I almost, I was almost gonna say that with a straight face, but I was like, oh man, if we can be this mature when we post up a video that's you know just anything and just like that doesn't look like 1080. This is bullshit. Microsoft's an asshole. You're an asshole for buying Microsoft. Your mom's an, like, oh my god, like what? Why? Why are we so mad at each other? But no, I was, I, I was happy to see just you know somewhat of a healthy discussion because there's people who just believe a certain way and they you know, they laid out their reasons and it's like hey it's totally fine to have an opinion, just some opinions are just really wrong or just mis- <laughs> yeah exactly and, and that's okay and I felt like our community did a good job. It's like okay this is where you're a little bit off base and like even 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 with me I you know I would explain to me like no the fully gay is, is a totally cool term like that's fine because I describe myself as fully I was like oh okay that that works and and I read his response and it was like I saw my comment there and I was like at first when I saw it, I'm like I didn't say anything too stupid did I and I was like <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's initially what I thought and I was like oh okay because he could have said a million other things that's in different threads that you could just call me on. I was like oh, okay great. that that makes sense but for me, I was like oh okay and like I and like I said I saw that from like a marketing point it's like ah to make that sound like a bullet point seems really weird. And, like, the intention was not, like, I noticed the intention. I felt like it would have been easier if they just said, oh, yeah, by the way, he's homosexual or something. Yeah, like, that's it. For some reason, the word fully gay just didn't sit well with me. Well, the reason, like, yeah. Like, if I was in a pitch meeting and I was writing that copy, like, I would have not said fully. I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, he's a homosexual character. First one we've had in a Dragon Age game. And I was like, oh, cool. But Yeah, exactly. Oh, by the way, I got to get you and John to meet each other because he's from New York, too. It shouldn't be that hard. Um, so, anyway, the, the next topic, this one... You probably have seen the editorial. Um, I wrote about video games that say something about America, like something kind of meaningful about America. I brought up Grand Theft Auto, Metal Gear, uh, Bioshock, all these games. Uh, George, I know you haven't read my, my editorial yet, but um, what what are some games that like you know to you that stick out that like hey you know this actually says something kind of meaningful about our country. Um, I like the Bioshock games because they're they're basically showing. What happens if, because you know we're we're always choosing sides, always like Republican, yeah. Democrat, conservative, or, and like the beauty about this country is that everyone's all, we're we're in the middle. You know what I mean? We're we can we can kind of leap lean a little bit this way, lean a bit you know that way. But Bioshock is a good example if you go too much in one direction in either scenario. Like you know, Rapture was like the liberal haven where it's like, no man, we don't need government regulation. Yo, if we want to do surgery on each other, that's fine, man. We can do whatever we want. It's music and hippies and all that stuff. And they lost their fucking minds. 
Yeah. And then you go fast forward, you go to Colombia, this floating like Republican utopia. Everyone's got guns and keep the immigrants out and blah blah blah. They fucking lost their minds. So it kind of shows you it's sort of like you you have to live your life almost in moderation or like at least open to discussion where it's just like, nope, we can't agree with these people. We're gonna go and we're gonna make our own floating city. It'll be awesome. We'll show you. It's like, nope, your city crashed down. It sucks. Your underwater utopia sucks also because you had no rules and it's like a bunch of children, but. I think the Bioshock games do a good job of, like, you know, I think that makes you think, where it's, like, it makes you a little extra appreciative. It's like, hey, you know what? I'm glad no one's run away and said, like, listen, we're just going to go straight liberal. Like, don't even worry about it. We're going to build an underwater city. Amazing. No one's going to tell you what to do. You want to you, you, you wanna draw on your face and chop off your arm? Yeah, why the fuck not? Do it, man. It's like, no. It's, you know. That's, it, it, yeah, you need a good balance of the two. Exactly. I, I I, when you think about that, I'll... Playing the Bioshock games always makes me extra appreciative of, like, I'm glad there's, like, this always this back and forth and, like, both sides are keeping each other in check. Sometimes it's a little unfair and it's a little frustrating when you see, like, you know, Obama's trying to pass a bill and it gets blocked by the Republicans. and like, nope, never anything, but that's that's politics. It's about something else entirely, but, like, kind of gives you an appreciation for, like, almost how our government's set up so, like, no side can just run away with something, which is great. Checks and balances, man. That's what it's all about, you know? We can't have all that craziness. But, yeah, with Bioshock, I specifically use that game... I could still write something else in there, by the way. But anyway, I use that because uh, the whole way they revered the the forefathers in game, they ideified them. I, I found that very disturbing because they were just normal guys. They just wanted to be free. But they, you know, in that game, they made them into godhood. Basically, that was really yeah. And the whole disturbing. idea and they did all this not to become gods. You know what I mean? They yeah. they they left there so people can pray to whatever god they want and like to avoid tyranny and all that stuff. Remember when George Washington won the war? People wanted to make him king, and they're like, "No, you idiots." Yeah, exactly. Like, no, 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 no. More, like, <laughs> you're yeah, so, yeah. We just won a war, so it's like, all right, fine, I get it. But it's like, no, I, no I'm not going to be your king, guys. We wanted to leave a king, not... Like, yeah, by the way, George Washington is still my favorite president because, you know, he was a warrior, and then you're right. Any man, look what happened with Napoleon. Hey, you want to be king? I want to be emperor, you know? Like, any normal person would just be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to take all the power. He was like, eight years, I'm going home. You guys take care of this shit. I'm done, man, you know? YouTube George Washington by Brad Neely. It's like 10 years old, but it's a great YouTube. Uh, the guy who does China, Illinois, did a George Washington short about, like, this is tribute to George Washington. It's oh, awesome. nice! I gotta check that out. It's it's ridiculous, but it's it's super cool. And I always watch it on Fourth of July, like on a loop, because it's so goddamn stupid. <laughs> um, one of the other games I brought up was obviously Grand Theft Auto, because they pretty much lampooned the hell out of American culture. And you really hear it more in the radio than the actual stories. I mean, the stories in a way are kind of fucked up versions of the American dream, but the radio, you really hear how ridiculous our pop culture is. You know, I mean, have you ever done that? Like, I would just drive around and just listen to the radio station, like... The best Whoa. part was always going to, like, the talk stations. Yes, yes, exactly. Because, at a glance, it almost sounds like exactly what's on, like, AM radio when you sit there, especially, like, you get the super Republican guys yelling nonsense, and you have the liberal guys yelling nonsense. It's like, And it becomes just crazy bullshit at some point, and that's why it's so funny, because you sit there, and it's like, hey, you know what? You could easily just... You could easily just hear this in your car right now. And like, yeah, there's a little bit more extreme, and they're clearly making fun of it. But you're like, they're they're actually kind of hitting the mark there. Yeah, and the one Grand Theft Auto game I focused on was actually four because I really told you about how the American dream could be twisted. You know, you have Nico who comes from this other country. He wants to, you know, live in this country. He wants to make peace or everything, but everything just goes to hell. And Roman, you play Grand Theft Auto Four, I'm yeah, assuming. Yeah. yeah, I remember Roman. He never let go of that dream. He's like, America, this is great. This is amazing. And it's it kind of it shows you how. It's the only country in the world where you can make a living doing kind of whatever you want. 
Yeah. Like, if you want to make, you know, if you want to go on the internet and make videos about, like, yelling at, over video games, like, you can make a career out of that. Like, you, you can't really do that anywhere else. It's true, man. So, yeah, I brought that up, and then I obviously brought up Metal Gear. I know people are going to focus on the really goofy aspects of it, but it really does say something about our military-industrial complex, too, you know, and some of the wars that we've been fighting. And also, um, just like Grand Theft Auto, it shows us the outsider's perspective of what America is. Because remember, Grand Theft Auto is created by British guys, Metal Gear... Japanese and you know and I think in a way foreigners kind of see us better than we see ourselves they really you know you know what I'm saying right it's like they, I mean, they when you look at like Assassin's Creed 3 as god awful as it was it's interesting I, I like the approach of like what's, what's a bunch of people from Montreal what's their interpretation of the American yeah. Revolution how that went off because they're French and you know the French were kind of the heroes during the American Revolution like if it wasn't for their navy would have been fucked but oh um, yeah exactly but I always like seeing non-Americans talk about like American history and just sit there. It's like, oh, that's kind of interesting, or just you know, a different perspective. Like, you know, if you if you if you go to the South and look at their history books, the civil the Civil War was the War of Northern Aggression. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's insane. Like, no, guys, it was a civil war. You you wanted slaves. We said no, and you got mad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. And then for fun, I had to throw in Fallout because that's like just 1950s America, just like. To the extreme, and I love that about that series. I, I've only played three, though. I know you played them all, right? Yeah, uh, New Vegas. I mean, New Vegas is just an expansion of that, but it's more of the, um, it's more of like almost like the Vegas lifestyle. So it's a lot of gambling, a lot of just weirdness going on in that area, which, which was really cool. Like, like I said, it's just like if the '50s just never ended, and that's yeah, more, that's the music, and that's just the technology, and I, I love that the look of like all the computers. It was just like yeah, like. They had this vision of what the future was gonna be like, and it's like they clearly missed the mark. Like it's so like that's what I enjoy because that's what the fifties were. If you go to like those, the city of tomorrow, and it was yeah, like, oh, God no, everything it's all ugly and nothing makes sense. Why is everything so round? It's stupid. <laughs> yeah, the, the retro future. I really like that whole thing about it. Fallout. Did you ever play any of the original ones, the first two? Um, they were more. Uh, I was super young when I played them, but they were more like turn-based strategy games. Yeah, but I still they still had the same kind of thing going on, right? Yeah, the yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, yeah. The nukes all went off roughly around the same time, but it was more it was more about surviving in the post-apocalyptic uh, wasteland and getting the factions together. But no, there were there were no like we're the greasers, we're still doing that. Like no, like it was none of that. <laughs> yeah, trying to make um, and I have and, and those fallouts are always on sale on like good old games. Trying to go back to those games is really rough. I'd I can rather imagine. Just, I rather just I like having the memory of it and then never going back. Like I always want to go back and play Baldur's Gate, but I just can't because it's just fucking hideous. <laughs> yeah, and then the the mechanics don't really hold up too well. It's like how did we put up with some of this stuff? We were very patient back then because well, we didn't at the really... time it was all new. It was like yeah, it was all new. Yeah, like oh I died after four hours of exploring the dungeon. Okay, I'll do it all over again. Like, I was like, like nope. I'm playing Final Fantasy three right now on Steam. And it's the oh, yeah, remake nice. of the remake. So the one that came out in the DS, which is like the updated graphics, and like, you know, it was like, you know, maybe one of the first RPGs ever to have a job class system. That's mm -hmm. how it was introduced. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a cool trip down memory lane. And I sort of forgot how insanely dull those old Japanese RPGs were, because it was basically yeah. dungeon, town, story beat, go back to, the, 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 well, dungeon, boss, town, reward, Go to a forest, a mountain pass, a desert, into another town, get story quests, go into a dungeon, fight yeah. the boss, loop back around, plot twist. Ah, the good guy's actually been the bad guy the whole time, or whoever, and then 
so yeah, it was just a lot of that. And then of course, you know, every time you go, go to the town, upgrade your, you know, get new gear, get more Phoenix Downs and potions. And I was like, oh man, this is this is a drag. <laughs> but that, oh, but, you know, but at the time we didn't know any better. Like this, to, that 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 worked for people. But yeah, it, it's an interesting look going back, especially like the combat system where it was like fight, defend, magic item. And I was like, okay, it's, could use a, a limit breaker or something, but. No, it was. Yeah, they didn't have any of that in those games. No, no, it was, it, and, and it's interesting. Also, the game looks really nice. It's the, you know, if you played it like on DS, it's, 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 it's got a really cool look to it. And I like, I like naming my characters after the most annoying personality trait. So uh, one of the characters is wine. He's a whiner. He's a whiner. So his yeah, name is Whiny. whiny. <laughs> so I just, your name was permanently whiny. And it's so oh, great. Yeah, you posted that somewhere. It was either on Facebook or Twitter. I remember yeah, seeing it. Yeah, it on yeah. Twitter. And I was just like, I'm really good at naming characters. <laughs> you meet this one guy. He's being picked on. Yeah, you see ghosts. You suck. And he goes, I don't suck. Blah, blah, blah. Like, your name is Whiny. And then, yeah, damn right. His <laughs> yeah. first interaction with me, he was whining. And I was like, that, that's your name. So Yeah, I, I played a little bit of that on, on uh, Vita. I liked it, but I didn't get too far. And so I'm like, this is cool. But yeah, I didn't. It, yeah, just, I, yeah. it feels like, you know, and this was before the good Final Fantasy, like Final Fantasy uh, 6 or 4, you know, the one with Terra and the, the magic, magic tech suits. Yeah, like, yeah, 6, yeah. And and that's so weird. That was the, that's the game immediately after. You just saw, like, a massive improvement. But, I mean, it, it's interesting. Like, you know, the job system's kind of, you know, it, to me, it's, it feels more like a history lesson than I am really like. I'm not. I'm. I'm more enjoying the historical fact of the game. I was like, this is kind of where JRPGs came from, or this was the framework that used to be really popular that never fucking changed. So yeah. looking, at, looking at it that way is kind of nice. And like the new coat of paint helps because if it looked like a slightly updated version of that Super NES or NES version, I probably wouldn't end up pulling my hair out. But Oh, it seems fun. You know, the Warriors of Light are all 16 years old, and you guys need to save the world because this magic talking crystal told you to. I'm like, what? <laughs> and everyone agrees to it. It's yeah, just like, the crystal told us we have to do it now. Party with you, we'll save evil. I'm like, no, I need some fucking motivation. Some stranger's gonna come to town and be like, you're a Warrior of Light. You need to go fight a dragon. I'm like, fuck you. Who are you? Give me some references. Like, no, it's just. Yeah, I'll bring up something later on in the show when we're talking about what we've been playing about that. It's like, not every game needs to be like that. Um, so, yeah, the, I mean, did I bring up... I, I brought up Watch Dogs, too, because of the whole surveillance thing that's kind of going on in the country now, too. How people are just willing to give up their freedom just for some security. And, of course, we're all on this, you know, all day. So, you know, it's like, oh, we don't care. And I, I love how people are like, oh, yeah, you know, I don't want people going into my private life. Let me post on Twitter and Facebook. It's like, you're doing it already. You're letting everybody know. And wasn't there something that Facebook was, like, monitoring people or something that happened about a week ago? Yeah, well, Facebook was adjusting the way, the kind of news you were getting on your feed to get some data. It's like, oh, you know, what's the, the emotional state of a person if you put, like, nothing but, like, depressing news? And, like, they were changing the type of news that would come up on your feed as opposed yeah. to it's just, like... You know, just your friends posting stuff. They were like, they weren't letting you see certain posts. Like, they were theming certain posts to just see how people would react and just getting, like, weird, just compiling weird data about that. But the, the issue is that they didn't tell anyone. So, like, if Facebook had said, hey, we're going to try something weird with your newsfeed, that's, that would have been fine. But it was only afterwards where they said, like, yeah, we were trying, we did some experiments with your newsfeed. People were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are you messing with my feed? Yeah, don't mess with my feed. Even no, though I specifically set to for for YouTube videos of French bulldogs playing with each other, and if you <laughs> fuck with that, I'm gonna be mad at you, Facebook. Yeah, you don't want to do that, man. That's Facebook trying to shut me down. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't go to Facebook too often. I go there sometimes just to say one or two things. I, I'm a Twitter guy. I don't leave the house. That's the only way I communicate with people. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's get into some gaming news. Not too much happened this week because 4th of July, no one cares. Everyone's just phoning it in. Uh, talking about YouTube, uh, they got 60 frames of uh, per second videos, which is nice. Um, this right. is mostly for the, the PC guys, right, because that's not going to happen on PS4 because this is what happens on PS4. As soon as you save any clip, it automatically gets converted to 30 no, frames no. anyway. This is more for people who use YouTube, who you know, who are content creators on YouTube, that they're actually they're able to shoot stuff in sixty, you know, in six eight in six sixty frames at ten eighty p without any issue, without any compression, which is fine. If you have the equipment that runs it, God bless you. That that stuff looks really neat. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean that that's great. I mean. Yeah, not much more to say that. I just thought it was cool. It's kind of a you know, it's a technological feat. It's probably very demanding on YouTube's end, but that's kind of their problem. So. <laughs> that game, somebody posted a video of Titanfall at 60 frames. It looked very nice. Yeah, nice looking game. I'm playing that right now. They did a really huge update for that. You have little custom emblems, and I can change my voice to my Titan. So Sweet. My <laughs> guy. It's really cool. I'm waiting for DLC packs for that. I want to. I want Snoop Dogg to be my voice, my computer, in my in Titanfall. That would be amazing. <laughs> All right. Um, you posted the story, and thank you for calling him Cliffy B, and not Cliff Blazinski. I know he doesn't like to be called that. Um, <laughs> The few times I've met him, I've called him Cliffy B. Like, I'm not going to call him Cliff Blazinski because that just sounds super odd. I'm not, like, his doctor. I'm not going to call him that. Yeah, so anyway, he went on Twitter saying, hey, I'm kind of retirement. I'm going to have a new game. We're going to announce something next week. Um, cool, I guess. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, I hate him. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out why people hate him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I can't even... put that up. You're like, oh, Cliffy B's back. I'm like, oh. I'm, I'm, like, I must have missed that YouTube video of him, like, punching a woman in the face or something. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, I, I don't know. It's, he, you know, he's very outspoken, so I figured maybe that's it, and people just kind of see him as arrogant, or maybe just didn't like his haircut. A while. His various haircuts, by the way, he's had many over the years. Listen, you look at video of me at like 20, 21 years old. I had this really hideous goatee, and I remember just waking up one day, just older and wiser, saying like, "Yeah, that needs to come off your face immediately." <laughs> oh, crazy man. person. Like, I stopped wearing graphic tees with like blazers. All it's like, no, you should wear like a nice shirt when you go out. Like, no, like. Yeah, I mean, we're we're not the same people we were years ago. Thank fucking God. Oh, God, yeah. Don't get me started on Young Tony. So, anyway, um, any more details about this game other than he said... No, just next, next week uh, we'll have some more details. And, like, uh, we, we me, Joel, and Al spoke to Cliffy B when we were waiting in line for Evolve to do some of that. And he he, he was really cool. He, like, he seemed real excited. And he, he kind of hinted that. He goes, no, nah, he goes, I'll, I'll come back. I just don't know when or... You know, he's a cooking up something, and we're like, oh, that's pretty cool. We tried to get him to elaborate, but he was like, nah, I'm not telling you guys you're pressing assholes. So it's like, um, <laughs> but he's cool. And then, like, I met him years prior to at a Gears event and had a really deep, a really in-depth conversation about, like, I was a big Gears of War guy, and I was asking him, hey, why? There was an issue going on in the previous Gears of War game where you get sucked into, like, the chainsaw animation, and he was like, oh, no, no, I need to clarify that. There's You don't get stuck in the animation. It was a net code issue, and he got really in-depth about, like, if, or, like, why certain things were happening and why they couldn't fix it until now or... It, it, it was really cool, and I'm just there with, like, another Gears fan. I was, well, I was covering the event as press, but I was there with another guy, just a Gears fan. We're, he, we're just in awe, and he's just, like, running off a rant. And then if you were watching us from a distance, it's literally just grown men going, like, like, <laughs> like, oh, okay, that's why. And he goes, you know when you take your snub nose and it looks like that, and we're, it looks like we're just aiming fake guns at each other? It's like, and, we're, and, of course, we're just already super hammered. But it was a really cool conversation, like, it's a guy who knows his games, and he knows he, he knows how to make games with really good gameplay hooks on there. 
and like you said, he you know, Gears was really the game that made cover-based shooting fun. You yeah, didn't introduce yeah. it because we all know it was Kill Switch, and I've got for people go nuts. And it's like we listen, will say that every episode, man. Listen, I get it. I played Kill Switch. I was like, oh, this is neat. The game was still fucking terrible. <laughs> like Gears of War did cover base right. It's like it made it enjoyable, and the blind fight, like that, it all worked. I, I will give Kill Switch credit. It was still a shitty fucking game. Like, yeah. fun. When that perfected, it was Gears of War. Let's just yeah, be honest. It was Gears of War. And remember, and then literally just then everything was a third person cover base shooter. Like. Cliffy B is really good opening the floodgates on just a certain genre, like Unreal, like, you know, fast-paced multiplayer shooters. It's, you know, he kind of knows what's, you know, he kind of knows it's fun. It's, it's like his evolution as a person, as like a game designer, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see where it's going to go now. Yeah, so, definitely. So I'm maybe looking, maybe looking maybe a RPG, maybe a fucking golf game, who knows? Yeah, you never know, right? But it'll be extreme with big muscly dudes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure it would be gory. And, like, Cliff oh, of be chunks of people. Like, that's great. Like, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Like, yeah, and, and, yeah, Mortal, Kombat, Mortal Kombat for just its ridiculous gore. Exactly. Didn't you use that picture, too, of Cliff be just like, ah, with the fucking chainsaw? It was great. All right, uh, so, okay, this, like, she, she threatened this last year. Now she's making good on it. Uh, Lindsay Lohan wants to suit. Suit Take Two Interactive for using her likeness in Grand Theft Auto Five. It's like not every redhead is you, Lindsay Lohan. Okay. Yeah, it's like oh that that cohort that you use in the game that's killing you to me. It's like what are you saying about yourself, honey? Really? <laughs> it's like no, no, no. And, and then the fucking lawyers are. You know what? I'm a lawyer. You no, know, I, I think it's a frivolous lawsuit made by like it her, is her people. Like I don't think she. I, I don't think she saw a Grand Theft Auto particles. That's fucking me. Like, yeah, I no, think I it's her the stupid lawyers, man. I think, and that's what lawyers do. They they throw out lawsuits and and they, you know and they're hoping they'll settle. But like, those Hauser brothers have a lot of money, so they're they're like, hey, we'll fucking fight it. We'll we'll take the publicity. Yeah, hopefully a judge will throw it out. But yeah, you're right. What are you gonna do? It's just ridiculous, ridiculous. Um, I, by the way, I'm not gonna say I'm here, but the comments that were made in that were hilarious. A lot of them said a lot of shit that I couldn't say. Like, thank you, fans, for that. <laughs> I'm not gonna repeat them here, but yeah, just go into the comment section. They they said everything, everything I thought. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, last but not least, I I reported on this. I hate reporting on these sort of stories. Uh, rest in peace to Airtight Games. Uh, Quantum Conundrum, like you mentioned, they made that. They made um, Murder Soul Suspect, a couple of um, Dark Void. They made that, too. They're no longer in business. They closed their doors down. Uh, sad. I, I don't like hearing about this shit, you know? I do not like it at all. I mean, the, the sad reality is, you know, it's a business, and your games have fucking money. And, you know, talk about another studio. Crytek is in fucking trouble. Yeah, Crytek of all people, man. I Crytek couldn't believe that. their employees. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and, and we wrote about it, I think, from last week. Um, you know, the Rise Son of Rome sequel was canceled because they mm -hmm. had a big dispute with Microsoft. Like, hey, who actually owns this? And Microsoft was like, well, we fucking own it. But we pushed it on it. It's like, well, we should own it. And they had a big fight. Well, no one's making it then. So that's fine. But uh, yeah, apparently there's just some finance, financial risk that's going on there where there's just they're hemorrhaging money. Nobody knows where the money's being lost, but people are not getting paid. It might just you know one issue I heard was maybe they just have too many projects going on. Maybe Warface plus uh, uh, Homefront, and then you know clearly they're gonna work on they're working on a new Crisis, and then they saw that Cry end that Crytek engine also. So, so some project is bleeding more money than it's supposed to, and that's a shame. And it's not looking well. It looks like they might actually. Unless a miracle happens, or they just start cutting significant amounts of staff, uh, they, they maybe it looks like Crytek's going to disappear too. 
Yeah, that's oh man, I don't want to. Re- Which is a shame because I always consider. Yeah, I'm, I'm just already, yeah. Hey, I was I'm like, like we're gonna fucking report this in like a couple of weeks. I bet you know. It'll happen, but like you know what? Sometimes you can't have you can't just have talented people who make games. You also have to have talented businessmen who know how to like keep a company. Yep. And we talked about this with like 2K Games, where they had to bring in like X Gears guys to just finish the fucking game. Who, because you know, apparently you know the problem with Gears and like Joel brought up a good point is like they gave them too much freedom to just kind of work on the game. Without yeah. thinking, it's like no, no, you have to release this game because that's how you actually make money on the game. Is once it's released and people start buying it, you can't just develop for five years because you just oh let's just change this or now let's take out the multiplayer. Now let's keep the multiplayer in. Like no, you need someone on there to keep everyone on point. It's like I know you artists want to work and create, but listen, you're getting a fucking paycheck. You need this. Here's a deadline. Get it done. And exactly. That might be the issue going on at Crytek, but you can't really tell. You know, it's tough to tell what's going on behind closed doors because you know since there's and you know and. NDAs and upper management is telling a lower management be like, do not fucking say anything to the press. Everything is fine if they ask you. And it's like, well, no. People have, people have been paid four or five days later. Some people are not being paid at all. Like, someone's gonna say something. So that reminds me um, of Baghdad Bob. Remember the everything is okay. There's bombs <laughs> going off in the background. Like, no, dude, look look behind you, man. Um, Weird. Those Americans will never beat us. Saddam is fine. We're having he's having Chardonnay with his tiger. It's all cool, all right. <laughs> yeah, but with airtight, yeah, they just released Murder Soul Suspect like a couple um, weeks ago. Um, I so- reviewed the game. I like the game. I like the game. You know, um, damn shame, man. But what can you do? Hopefully, you know, though, I, you know, as always, we always. Hope, you know, wish those guys good luck, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, the, the problem is, you know, you kind of have to make the decision, like, if you're going to go big AAA, you got to make sure you got enough marketing behind it and you can sell it. If not, you can't get away with, like, a middling, oh, it's almost AAA, but not AAA, because then you start getting into, like, Tomb Raider territory, where it's like, well, if it doesn't sell 5 million copies, it's a fucking flop. Like, we, do, we yeah. lose money. So you have to decide early on, it's like, hey, we'll make a really cool, low-budget indie game with some quirks. And you know what? Some people do better just making smaller, more digestible games that sell a ton of copies. Like, you'd be surprised. Yeah, you're right. There is no more middle ground anymore. You notice that, right? It's like either- Yeah, the, the way of, like, uh, Midway and, like, Ravensoft, like, those companies don't exist anymore. Like, just they just kind of vanished, which is a shame. Yeah, yeah it really is. So, oh, it sucks. Anyway, uh, so that's pretty much all that stuff. So let's talk about what we've been playing. Um... By now, my review of the, another Atelier game, Atelier Verona, should be out. And, you know, bringing it back to RPGs, yeah, this series is like, you know what, the whole saving the world thing, the, the chosen one, we're not about that. You do alchemy. That's what you do. And you go around time. That's you talk someone else's people. problem. Yeah, exactly. I remember I was talking to my, my friend um, Manny, who went to E3 with us, and I, I was like, um... I was like, what was it? I was like, this is the first game in the series. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I played Atelier Eska and Laji. That was the second game in that particular thing. And he's like, oh, so it referenced stuff from the other games? Like, how were you able to get into it? I'm like, no, you can just jump in and play. Like, but it's an RPG. How could you just jump into it? Doesn't the story connect? I'm like, nope. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, sometimes you just have the name. name can be similar. Yeah, I was like, I was like, he was like, but it takes place like in the same Fantasy, world. Sometimes like certain themes carry over. Yeah, but basically, because they have like the, oh, the no, Alchemist no. of Arland and the Alchemist of um, Duskland, or D- D- Dusk, whatever, Dusk something. But basically, um, I, think I, to- I explained to him like this. Okay, imagine if a game takes place in America, right? One, the first game takes place in Kansas, next game is in Florida, the next game is in New York. They have nothing to do with each other, and it's just about people doing their normal things within these specific states. That's how... Um, you know, um, these freaking games are, you know? It's like, it's not about big, grandiose story. Like, at the end of the game, the world is not irrevocably changed forever. Nope, it's just 
you just got to get by. So in that point, I kind of find I kind of find the games endearing, but on the other point, it's really boring too. It's like okay, I'm just gonna sit here and alchemize stuff. That's all we do. It's like what do we do this semester? We're gonna alchemize things, and that's it. Are we gonna save the world? No, somebody else is doing that. <laughs> you no, know? You can tell, uh, the good the good games always have these smaller. The best games always have the be- uh, cooler, smaller, like, personal stories. Like, every once in a while, am I in the mood for, like, I need to save the fucking universe? Hell yeah, bring it on, Mass Effect. But sometimes you want something smaller where it's like, hey, Halo 3 ODST is a great game with that example. Or Halo Reach, where it's like, yeah. they're not saving the world, they just need to leave the fucking planet. And, like, yeah. th- those kind of situations I really dig. So. Yeah, in this game, basically, it's just, oh, your shop is about to be closed down by the king. He, he's like, hey, this thing's, you know, taking up space. We could build something better here. We're going to close the shop down. And somebody was like, hey, give them, some, give them a chance. You know, maybe they could bring things around. And your job is just to make your job, your shop profitable. That's it. You're not saving the world or anything. The kingdom is not under turmoil. It's just you need to save your shop, and that's it. And, you know, that's kind of cool, you know? Um, so, yeah, that's what I've been playing. And then... Um, Metal Gear. I was talking about this, George. I'm back in Metal Gear. Oh man, I can't oh, get. Metal Gear. We, we always kind of. I, I kind of go back to Metal Gear every once in a yeah. while. I, I. It's a great looking game, so I like when people are over. I'm like, hey, check out Metal Gear. I'm like, oh, they're still making Metal Gear games. I'm like, yeah, buddy, take a look at this. And they kind of get. My, my my brother got like kind of blown away by it. He was like, I should probably go download this on my Xbox One. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're right about that. Slick looking game. Um, a writer, Steve Haskey, is doing like some sort of weird art project where he's just taking like very slow still shots of, like, the environment there. It's like, here's Snake on a cliff staring into the water, and it's like, it's really pretty. Like, it's a good-looking game. Yeah, it really is. So, yeah, I don't know. I just had that itch. I'm like, I need to go back, but I'm doing it with a purpose. I'm trying to get all the S ranks now, and I've actually been uploading a couple of videos to my YouTube. I'm like, I got nothing better to Let me just upload these things. <laughs> you know, it's fun because it's easy to do now. So, you know, I've been doing that. Um, I don't know if I'm going to get 100% in the actual game, but I will at least try to get all the trophies. I only have two more to go. Like, just get an S rank and get all the tapes. And I think I get one of the tapes from getting the S ranks. And here's the thing. I actually have the game on my PS3 because that's the review code Konami said this, so I may go back and play that one too because I, I just really love Metal Gear. It's one of those things I no shame about it, dude. I fucking love it, you know? Like, dude, I was like, okay, I got to set a PS3 code. I have the game for free. I'm still going to buy it on PS4 because I want the pretty one. <laughs> I, told, a, I totally want to review Metal Gear Solid, The Phantom Band, when it comes out. Oh, no, we're going to fight for that, aren't we? I'm like, no, that's me. I want to review it. Too much of a fanboy. You're too You're too involved. <laughs> they don't let you work a case where on your, you know, involving you. Like, you can't solve your own murder. Sorry, Tony. Just, it's too personal. No. <laughs> all right. Um, and I think that's all I've been playing. Um, I played a little bit of Bravely Default, just a little bit. Not, not too much of it. But, yeah, that's all I've been playing. Uh, what about you? What have you been playing this week? Uh, I'm playing... Sniper Elite Three. Oh yeah, how is that? It's it's kind of goofy. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, I really like the parts where you shoot a guy and you X-ray and then you see an X-ray of the bullet going through his brain nice. or his heart or his testicle. I made sure I saved that clip and I will probably put that up on my Twitter tonight. Of the uh, <laughs> and it just says testicle shot. Great. <laughs> Plus thirty exp. I'm like fuck yeah. Um, so whenever you're, you know, so whenever you're doing any of that, it's the f- most fun you'll ever have. It's just when you actually have to do other things, like play it like a, because then it becomes a very generic, like third-person stealth game. Because it's not really a third-person action game, because there's a heavy emphasis on stay hidden, and if you get into a firefight, you're probably gonna die. So it's a lot of like setting traps and you know going around corners and like a lot of you know. It, 
there's a lot of like distracting. Like, take this rock, throw it over there. So that way they go there and you can get a better position over here. But when you know when it when it turns into just a regular firefight, that's when the game kind of falls apart and you really start seeing like its flaws as far as like the AI and just just try to shoot dudes that are shooting you just doesn't feel right. Though the sniping though feels amazing. Like that when you when you're just perched up in a nest and you're doing things like you know you can sabotage generators so they just make a lot of noise and you can use that to disguise your sniper shots because it's World War II. There's no there's no there's no suppression. There's no silence. Oh wow, it's actually a World War II game. Yeah, but it's set in Africa. Okay. So it's on the African front, which is really interesting because you don't you don't see many games that take place in that part of the war, even though like a huge chunk of that war was fought in Africa. Yeah, so, exactly. I, yeah, I just find I didn't find like whoa because remember when the days when World War Two military games were like everything that like, you can turn around without seeing them now they're very rare. Yeah, so, yeah. And so then they said, like, whoa. World War Two just give me something I haven't seen before and I really haven't seen Africa." Yeah, that's true. And, and yeah, like you said, a lot of it took place there. So that that seems really interesting, but like that that one mechanic really like impressed me as far as like. Hey, thunderstorm! Like you can do it in between. You know, every time the thunder strikes, that's when you should shoot. Because then nice. you get the guy out, and it'll be like isolation, sound masking bonus, and like that seems really weird. Like Penny Arcade did a really interesting strip about it, where it's just like, oh, it's this game. Like, yeah, you put it through his brain, but then you think about like, because the camera's in like super slow motion and it X-rays, and it just like you can see that the guy is clearly in agony because the bullet just went through his jaw, and then he's just like, yeah, I just made some lady a widow back home, and he goes, oh, that's <laughs> I got 20 XP for it, and moved on to the next guy. But that that's really fun. Like, the only problem is when you kind of have to, when you kind of, when you're forced to engage, or, like, the wheels kind of fall off, and you just kind of screw up, and it's like, you, it's a lot of just, all right, I need to restart from that checkpoint, because you need to play that game through stealth. Like, just kind of running and gunning, like, you can probably make it through on a lower difficulty, but it's not as fun, because the the core of that gameplay is staying as far away as possible and shooting dudes. Yeah. It's called stuff. Sniper Elite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> really? I, you know, I love the fact that you're able, because the earlier Sniper Elites were literally just like, you snipe, you sneak around, don't not fucking engage, and then they try to make them a little bit more action-oriented, which makes sense, but he's it's still kind of like a one-man infiltration team. So, I'm gonna, yeah, so see how that turns out. But, like, yeah, early couple levels of fun, but I'm kind of seeing where... Kind of seeing where it's kind of like, like oh, I don't think I like this anymore. But I don't know. Should be fun. I'm gonna try the co-op later tonight because apparently it's co-op is just two snipers. I was like, okay, that'd be kind of interesting. Okay. Hopefully, maybe we can do like a duel. We can take shots together and just see where the bullets go with like two things there. And also, I want to try the Hitler DLC where I get to go shoot Hitler in the face. There you go. <laughs> That's the whole DLC. You shoot him in the face. Yeah, he's gonna he he, he can show up in like one of seven locations. Cause, and that's the good thing about the game. Like the levels like pretty wide open, so you kind of have different approaches. But they do is like they do say like this whole area is this is your combat zone. Once you're done here, take this little path into like another big combat zone. Okay. Uh, you know, I see. It's 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 kind of growing on me. I'm kind of I'm kind of in between. I gotta see how the sniper game ends up. Like. How it holds up later on, like I'm not even halfway through. Hopefully, this game's not too long because I feel like if this game's too long, that it'll really suffer from that. But, yeah, some games don't need to be crazy long, you know. Yeah, like if you, if I can get six hours out of this and be like, I shot that guy in the nuts. That's great. <laughs> um, that should be fun. Like, uh, expect I'm probably gonna get that review up maybe later this weekend because I got you know, I got a day off and not doing anything. So nice. That out, and I mean, and Final Fantasy III. It's Final Fantasy III. It's 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 you know it's. it's it's a history lesson. History lesson. It's kind of awesome. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm digging. It's like, oh yeah, fire one. That's that's cool. Um, <laughs> that seems okay. 
And I maybe I'll try some Far Cry 3 because I did get it on Steam and I also installed it because that's another thing. Like, you own the game, but they won't install until you make it install. Interesting. So, yeah, you got to get on that. I know Ryan is a big fan of that game. I need to play it myself. I love Blood Dragon. so And I know that game has the same kind of mechanics to it at least, so I I definitely need to check that out myself. Yeah, I need to see what this this Foss guy is all about. Yeah, exactly. All right, and I think that's pretty much it. Uh, thank you for watching and listening. Have a happy Independence Day for you American guys out there. Um, hopefully some of you are listening to us drunk, so we'll be even more entertaining than we normally are. Actually, you should be listening to us drunk all the time, not oh, just for the yeah. We are so fucking funny when you're drunk. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, exactly. even if you were. When you guys are drunk, I'm fucking hilarious. <laughs> Way better looking. <laughs> Oh, man, alcohol makes everything better. All right, so thanks once again to myself and Mr. Yeah, it's weird when I have Ryan here, but it, it's, it, you know, it's like, I, I have to, like, thank everyone and introduce everyone, but it's only two guys. I'm going to thank me and Yeah, it's like me and you. Yeah, it's me and George. All right. <laughs> so um, just say some, say some quippy so we can end this damn thing. Uh, our thoughts are in a, a quick and speedy recovery to our staff writer, Dana, who's having some health issues. Hopefully yes. she's back on her feet. You should follow her Twitter, whatever that is. She's really funny. Yeah, she is entertaining. So, yeah, follow her on Twitter. It was a Sage, at Sage Surge, I believe it is. Yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, recover soon, Dana. I, she's doing actually pretty good, though, because, like, like, oh, she's still being Dana on Twitter, so she can't be doing too bad. But, yeah, you know, yeah she can still be snarky her. about television. That's not like, she's perfectly fine. She's, yeah. she's <laughs> I love it. All right, guys. Happy so, 4th of July. Don't get too drunk. Yes. All right, guys, thanks for listening and watching. We'll see you next week. Uh, make sure to go to SoundCloud, YouTube, and iTunes and check out DualShocker, subscribe, and all that stuff. All right, see you. Bye. America.